It's funny if I'm if I'm really stressed out or in a bad mood. Yeah. I can get on the wheel, and it sounds like a cliche. I was always a bit, oh, that doesn't really happen. But honestly, after five minutes, I'm not stressed anymore because I'm so concentrated. I'm so lost yeah. in, in the, the thing that I'm doing and centering the clay. It sort of centers me as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I find that it's quite distracting. So if I've got a lot of pain that day, I'm not concentrating on the pain. I'm trying, concentrating on getting the line in the right place or making the shading right. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. This is Artie Party. My name's Jay Sykes and welcome to our party. We share the work of artists and creatives living and working in the Northeast. Whether grassroots, emerging or established, anybody's invited. Join me every week as we celebrate and talk about things that are important to us as a creative community. Projects and passions, events and exhibitions, artistic practice and advice. Now, one topic that we return to regularly on Arty Party is funding, grants, applications, bid writing and advice for this kind of practice which is an essential part of the work of freelance artists, creatives and organisations alike. And with me today are three North East artists who were recently celebrating their successful Arts Council England funding bit, offering clay workshops for disabled people who are living in County Durham and Tyne and Weir. It is the start of a collaborative process between the community interest company Regeneration Northeast, a disability-led group which has formed in uh, January 2018, who aim to provide creative interventions to support people's mental and physical well-being, and hand-knitted pottery based in rural county Durham, who create artisan pottery for sale, alongside tutoring and studio hire for independent potters and ceramicists to create their own work. So uh, welcome to Arty Party. Uh, grab some nibbles and let me introduce you to today's guests. First up, she's a regular of Arty Party, Catherine Barnett. Hello, Jay. Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Last time we had you on here, we were talking, was it the, the Carrying of Passengers is Forbidden project? That's right, yeah. That's still going on. Still going on? Still going on, yeah. We find out some really great stuff. We've, we've progressed the project quite a lot since last time. We've got some even bigger names involved now. We took the exhibition to Liverpool, I think, last time we'd already done that. We've got uh, an exhibition currently running at Finkel Group in County Durham. The opening of that exhibition coincided with Armed Forces Day. We had loads of visitors. They got to meet the invalid carriage that was given to one of their previous residents back in 1946, I think it was. So it tied up the Nazi really nicely at the end of it. But you're joining us today not representing carrying of passengers for this forbidden. That's but right. As one of the three directors of no four. Four directors. Four directors yep. of Regeneration Northeast. That's right, yeah, different hat on today. It's a nice hat. It is a nice it's hat. It's got stars on it. <laughs> it's really quite I hope so, yeah. <laughs> and a halo. Well, that's just you. <laughs> Thank you. So for those who aren't aware of Regeneration Northeast, I don't think we've talked about it as an organisation on the show before. No, I don't think we've come on on our own right now. Regeneration Northeast was set up by Gary Nicholson and Will Johnson back in January 2018. And uh, funny enough, I didn't actually go to university with Gary, but he was at university at the same time. And there's something about wheelchair users. We tend to gravitate together, don't we? Magnetic force. It's a magnetic force. I'm sure it is, yeah. So I was aware of Gary because we used to fight over disabled parking spaces and room (laughs) in the print room at Priestman Building. Yes. And funny enough, when I was working for Spectrum, uh, Spectrum Cultural Hub, 
I had a phone call from somebody that was looking for a bit of advice or support, which I think was Will, Will Johnson. And I said, yeah, sure enough, come along, we'll have a chat, see what you're up to. And in wheels, Gary Nicholson, and I said, it's you. And he pointed back at me going, it's, it's you. you. <laughs> so that was that was the first time we'd seen each other since we graduated, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Sure was. And that gravitating force has brought you here today as well. So yeah. one of the, the founding directors of Regeneration Northeast. Apparently, yeah. What brought this organisation into existence? Came off the back of me MA show, to be honest. Also entitled Regeneration. Regeneration, funnily enough, yeah. Beautiful piece of work. Mm-hmm. Part of my research for me MA, I was looking into the benefits of art therapy for people with mental illness or physical disability. We did a few workshops just like as testers with people from the art studio in Lombard Street. And also did some workshops with people of the spinal unit, James Cook Hospital, where I stayed before, because mm-hmm. I'm a spinal injury patient. So off the back of that, I approached Will with a bit of a rough sort of idea, right? Do you fancy giving us a go and see what happens from it? So I thought, hey, we'll give it a bash and see what happens. Not knowing what the hell we're going to do. Um, <laughs> so we formed it up and we just did it. We did a few more workshops with James Cook. Then that's when we bumped into Catherine after that. And then once we got Catherine on board, things seemed to just sort of rocket after that. Because she had a bit more experience in funding and how to apply to places and what to go to and mm. all that sort of thing. We so, are some of our little parts, aren't we? Exactly. We are, we're a bit of a mixed bunch, but everybody has like our own speciality. So like not like all the same field of, of art, if you like. So I've got a ceramicist, an illustrator and a fine artist. So a bit of a cover, lots of different potential avenues of artwork we can do. And a technician. And a good technician, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's good at installation work and electrics. And a great strength in bringing together a collaborative project, of course. As you say, Mm -hmm. you've got partners who all have different specialisms and can add something new to this mix. We're going to be talking more over the course of the next 50 minutes here on Arty Party about the journey setting up a community interest company, as you both did. Or rather, as you did and Catherine joined in on the fund as well. I'll let them do the hard work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also about, as you say, that advice for people who are looking into doing community interest company work or funding bids. But the third partner that's joining us today in the room from Hand Knitted Pottery is you. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Nice so to be here. You, you've not been on RT Party before. Welcome mm. to the show. Thank you. Please tell me about the relationship and how it came together. Well, Catherine used to come and use the workshop, and I, I can't remember if you actually did lessons with me. I did, yeah. But I, to be honest, I'm not <laughs> quite sure that, you know, if I could teach you much because Catherine's a, a very good ceramicist. Anyway, she used to use the workshop a year or two ago, a couple couple of years ago, and then she got in touch to say, we've got this project and we need someone to fire the ceramics. Because they weren't doing their job, they needed firing. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm kind of just on as a technician, really. I mean, they're going to bring the ceramics to me. Uh, nice and dry I will put them in because I've got the kiln space I can sort that out load them into the kiln I think they're going to bring them not every week it's going to be every couple of weeks or so that's right and I will give them back so they can then take them back after the first firing glaze them bring them back and I'll fire them again so pottery is a completely alien world to me. I'm assuming that, that there was that TV show, my boyfriend watched it once and I was watching it alongside him, um, that BBC show. The so, Throwdown. The Throwdown, yeah. which was once. excellent, actually. <laughs> it looked really good. And of course, it had the, a member of University of Sunderland uh, did, yeah. graduate on there. But yeah, so there's a process where you create something using mm-hmm. ceramics or using clay yep. and then a process where you fire it. Yeah. 
And then is that a repetitive thing? Do you fire it multiple times? Or? So normally you fire things twice. You dry out the things that have been made. It's essential that they're completely dry. Otherwise, they'll just explode in the kiln, which isn't ideal. It takes a few days. For thick things, it can take longer. And I might want to leave things for at least a week. But for normal, normal thickness clay couple of days is usually enough and you do the first firing which is called bisque or biscuit firing and after that you get this thing called bisqueware or biscuitware and that is now solid but it's still porous and at that point you can put the glaze on and then it gets fired again hotter and then the glaze turns from a powder into a glass-like substance. And of course, you offer this experience as, well, you own your own studio. Yes. So I do this to my stuff and then I do it when I'm, when I'm teaching people. Or there are people who come and do what I call open studio as well, where they use the workshop, pay by the hour and make their own stuff in the workshop. And then I fire it for them and they glaze it and I fire it again. So then Catherine and Gary bringing on board Hugh as part of this Collaborative Arts Council England funded bid. What was the idea behind bringing Hugh and hand-knitted pottery on board? Well, there's another partner as well, Essential Crafts. Ellen, who runs that, was known to Gary and Gary was known to her. And she's actually offered us the use of a workshop space at the back of her premises. It's accessible, which is essential if you've got disabled people in there. Mm-hmm. We had a bit of a test run a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, to yep. see how this space worked for people. We oh. got wheelchair, we got a massive crowd in, didn't we? Is we should right. have sold tickets, shouldn't we? I think we had 25 people in the yeah. turn up on the day. But Ellen runs the business as a, as a crafts business and you get a lot of people in there making things like cards and, and modelling and, and such stuff, haven't we? Mm-hmm. She decided that she wanted to be on board because she's very much about the community and she has an interest in disability. She supports SAFA. It was just SAFA, a, sorry? It's the Soldiers, Sailors, Air Force. And it just it was a good fit for everybody because she was willing to give us the space we got a discount because of it. Yep. But in turn, we're bringing our own crowd of people along because that's networking. And she has another body of people who want to come along and learn a new skill. So it works for everybody, really. I've picked up on this recently and I, I, it, was, it hit me by a complete surprise when I learned it. But you just said there that she offered you a discount on the space. Yeah. And in the arts funding world, correct me if I'm wrong here, that means that you're writing her into the bid. Yeah. But that discount is also added in as a kind of support in kind. It's match funding, yeah. And right. The moment I discovered that kind of lateral thinking, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it just kind of makes you think there's, there's so many things that you could be including in bids. But yeah. how wonderful that you've got the support from, from this business. Well, we were thrilled to get the bid because there was no guarantees we were going to get it for all that disability and disabled artists and the disabled people with disabilities are one of the target groups. And we didn't realise just how how well we'd done until we were speaking to Mike Collier at the University of Sunderland and he said less than 38% of people who apply actually succeed. So it wasn't a massive amount of money, but it was enough to keep this project running for the whole year. So it's a bit of a pat on the back to us, wasn't it? That's the kind of thing you like to hear when you're trying to start your own business up. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Sorry, Andy's (laughs) mouthing something at me. What are you saying, Andy? Careful of the bid. So, <laughs> he's oh. my agent you know? <laughs> please tell me about the bid writing process because it can be so daunting to different people the most daunting part of writing an Arts Council England application is the guidance notes because there's something like 90 pages long <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but literally everything you need to know is in there. So for all that you might not like to sit down and read it, if you've got a question, that's where you'll find the answers. That's how I did it. I just looked at, oh, what's that question? Looked it up in the guidance notes, it'll give you your answer. Bit of research behind it and you'll be safe. To widen that question out, are there other resources that people have used when writing bids or writing applications that might be useful for other people? I think you have to do your homework because they're not going to fund something that's already running in that area. Yes. So it's really good to know your target audience to begin with. So this didn't didn't exist in, in the North East? No. Right. So you're doing something completely new. It's brand new, yeah. I mean, there's lots of small businesses, groups, individuals doing great work in the area. But there's nothing really that targets people with disabilities. And if you're not familiar with the subject matter or you haven't got the lived experience of the subject matter, you're going to have a different opinion of it. You might even overlook it altogether. And that's not unusual. It's nothing bad or malicious about it. It's just how life works. You know, if you, sometimes I think disability is considered a bit of an afterthought, whereas Definitely. we set off thinking this is going to be run by disabled people for disabled people. So we came at it from a different angle altogether. And then, of course, as, as you say in your description of the organisation Regeneration Northeast as well, it is a disability-led yeah. company, yeah. CIC rather. Does that work in your favour in regards to Arts Council bids or is it purely showing that there's this audience that needs serving that isn't being served? Well, because we are disabled, we have had people with disabilities come up to us and said, why don't you do this project or why don't you do that project? I think you've got some experience, haven't you, Gary, of running of workshops that have been run and you think, oh, I'll go to that. And then you turn up and realise there's a you, step or... You can't get in. You can't get in, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a few local ones in Sunderland, not to name names, but the premise is not accessible at all. So we try to make it where it's inclusive for everybody. Because obviously we got, by like two of us at least, our first-hand experience of being wheelchair users. So we know what you need to get into the building. Mm-hmm. Access-wise, at it right from the beginning. It's yeah, from the beginning. It isn't like an afterthought. It's like the main priority. How can we get in? Can we get in? Is there a ramp? Is there steps? Is the doors big enough? Is the toilet access and so on and so on? But we're not threatening anybody else's business either, because if nobody's touching this, then we've got that niche in the marketplace. Yeah. We can all operate together technically. Mm-hmm. If you've just joined us here on Arty Party, we are talking about this important issue of disability-led arts and this new organisation that started in January 2018 to serve this underappreciated and maybe underfunded area, but changing that from the ground up. If you've got any questions for anybody in the studio today, whether that is for Catherine or for Gary from Regeneration Northeast, or for Hugh as well, who will be talking to a bit more coming up soon, uh, from Hand Knitted Pottery, who's serving the, the workshops alongside them, then please do get in touch with us. On Twitter, we are at Artie Party. That's at Artie with a Y, Party with an I. Why I? Hey, hey! Thank you to our five incredible Patreon supporters who make this Artie Party podcast possible. Founder of the Sister Shack Collective, Chantel Irby. Visual artist, Stephanie Smith. Photographic artist, Joe Howell. Audio producer, Laura Willis. And founder of TriLife TV, Nikki Kaur.
Hello, everyone in the studio. Hello. Hello. So who have we got? We've got Catherine Barnett. Hi, Jay. Gary Nicholson. Hello. And they're both representing Regeneration Northeast. They are two of the four directors of this community interest company that support disability-led arts workshops in the Northeast. Does that make sense? That's good enough. Yeah. That's, That's good enough. And uh, Hugh Penny. Hi, Jay. Hand-knitted pottery. We haven't focused much on you thus far at all, so I would really love to ask you more about how hand-knitted pottery started and the kinds of things that you offer. Hand-knitted Hand-knitted. Lots of people ask that. How can you knit pottery? (laughs) And I say, well, I'm very clever, and I knit them. No, it's just a quirky name, like hand-knitted lentils or hand-knitted sandals, you know, the sort of hippie hippie Mm. tropes. So it's implying it's it's made at home. It's It's made at home, that's right. It's just that. And actually, people do stop at markets, and I can see them looking at the sign, and, and then they're getting them into conversation and sell them lots of pottery. So you are a, a business, by, is it sole trader? Is it Sole trader. Okay, so you offer this, first of all, you make pottery yourself. Like That's you take, right. Take it to market. That's right. And then also you offer tutoring support yes. and studio space. So I teach people how to throw, which is making pottery on the wheel. Oh, okay. That's um, not what I was thinking. Throwing, yeah, throwing it possibly at the wall when it goes wrong. And I teach people how to do hand building, which is everything not on the wheel. So that's coils and slabs and pinch pots and things like that. And then when people uh, are confident doing stuff on their own, or if they know what they're doing anyway, you know, from somewhere else, they come and do open studio, which is what I call using the workshop. And they pay by the hour and they buy their clay for that. And then I sort of manage things and dry them out and, and put them in the kiln. So what was it then for, for the two members of Regeneration Northeast here? What was it about the work of Hugh that, that made you interested in bringing him on board? Well, I already knew Hugh because I'd done the, the workshops with him a few years ago. Oh, and tell me about that, please. <laughs> I did slab building. I didn't even attempt the, the wheel thrown things. But I, I mean, I love doing it. I have still got the pots at home. Yay. Um, <laughs> they've survived, yeah. But the other thing is that Hugh is a small business. He operates in your rural county Durham and it's a way of supporting people who are already a creative business. And that's part of what we're doing as well with Essential Crafts. I know Ellen's given us a discount for the room, but it is supporting Ellen because she too is a small business person. It's part of the networking thing. But if you've got these contacts, then why don't you use them, you know? We don't have those resources. We need them. So if you talk nicely to the right people, that's what makes the project. It's true, it's a very small world, and buying things like kilns is terrifically expensive. So you need to sort of work with people who've got the equipment, and I'm happy to to fire your things, and people sort of know each other. Yeah, absolutely. I quite often find people keep in touch, and maybe, you know, once they've done their pottery, they'll come back with something else later on, and, or recommend people. Yeah, it's funny when we got talking, we realised how many people we both knew and yet we'd never had the introduction through you or through the contacts to you. But you've got a couple of friends who you knows too, haven't you? Yeah, it's just like you said, it's a small world syndrome. Like people I know from university who've worked with you as well. And as a girl I work with at the art studio, I worked with you as well at the university. That's right. It's just a small network and like people who know people who know people and say, oh, you know him, how do you know him? Oh, well, I know him through this and it's... It's sort of how it all sort of networked and how it all sort of took off, really. So it's quite nice. It's a little community, mm-hmm. actually, of, I mean, not just pottery as well, but other artistic like, people. Just in the, generally in the art world, like people like you know, like mutual friends or a friend of a friend, you think, oh, you know them as well. Oh, I went to university with them. Oh, well, do you know such and such? And then you know somebody else who knows somebody else and goes on like that. Like I say, we need you and we need Ellen. 
to make this project work. So, you know, like I said, it's mm-hmm. that thing, sum of all parts again. Yeah. If you're writing a bid, you have to cover all angles. And so I think the more people you have on board, then you're lowering the risk of it failing to begin with. And as you said, it's, you know, finding a suitable space is essential. Yeah. And obviously it needs to be wheelchair friendly. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the equipment. You can't just go out and buy kilns or whatever. They're, they're expensive. So, you know, knowing someone that can, that can do that for you works really well. It adds into this whole ethos that I think is is very prevalent in the arts world at the moment, maybe out of necessity, as you say, but also it's about collaboration and working together and utilising each other's skills and time and space. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. We don't have to worry about the pots when we hand them over to Hugh, then (laughs) let him do what he does best. (laughs) So what do you like about doing these these workshops with people and what, what benefit do you think that it brings to people? I've done a little bit of teaching out of the workshop and it was with people, some of them had mental health issues and they could have been referred by their GPs or they could self-refer and it was really nice to see people just getting involved, so involved in the pottery and you could see some of them coming out of their shells who may be a little bit lacking in confidence You know, it was only over a a short period of time, but you could see the benefit, which is very nice. And and I see that as well with with anyone, really, that comes for for lessons. It's very satisfying just to see them getting good at something, which is quite difficult. I mean, Catherine already had... You you had experience. You you already had done some ceramics. But it's nice to see what people make. Everybody makes different things. I mean, it doesn't have to be, doesn't like you said, you just do hand building. Well, I mean, that's fine. Pottery isn't just about throwing on the wheel. Yeah. And the wheel work is quite physical as well. You need a, you need quite a lot of strength, actually, to because especially my, I've got quite a, it's quite a big wheel. So it's very nice to see people making stuff that they're proud of. And it's always interesting. We actually chose clay because it's quite an accessible medium. If you've got a visual impairment of some sort, you can still make things, you can feel what you've done there. I've got rheumatoid arthritis, so my grip and my dexterity is not exactly brilliant. But I know that just by holding the clay, because it's quite cool, it's good for my hands. Like I say, we had this workshop a couple of weeks ago now. We Mm. had an opportunity to bring the accessibility assistant in to see how he did with the the group because there's quite diverse range of abilities and disabilities. And he was brilliant with them, wasn't he? It's Tom. Yeah. That's another contact that Gary unknowingly had. (laughs) Yeah. We did our foundation together here at the Glass Centre. Yeah. I went off and did illustration. He stayed here and did glass and ceramics. And we still sort of kept in contact, like through social media and what have you. And then we put up an advert looking for an assistant for the clay workshops and Tom applied. And I thought, oh, he'd be the perfect guy for the job. So he came along and joined us as well on the Saturday and he's now part of the team, isn't he? Yep. So like said, yeah, exactly. Once you're part of the team, uh, you're always There's no escaping. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like you say, it's like the small world thing of like these people, you know people, and you say, oh, he might be good fit the job. He'd be perfect for the, for the application. You know? So it worked out quite well. Sunderland University has a lot to do with this project, it seems, doesn't yep, it? It keeps coming definitely. up. Yeah. Yes, I suppose at this point we should mention the, the support from... And I also had this support with my with my organisation as well from from the Enterprise Place. Yeah, that's where we we started out there. How did you find their uh, business support? It was pretty good. The staff there were really helpful and give us like pointers and clues on where to go and everything because we went along and did the, the sessions for... I forget how many weeks it was at the time to give you like a little pot of money thought, all right, we can buy some art supplies with that. 
So we just gave them like a shop list, can we have this, 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 this and this. So they got a starter with some kit to get us on underway. So it worked out quite well. So the support, the Enterprise Place is available to yeah. uh, students and graduates of the University of Sunderland. So please take advantage if you're looking into starting up a business, if it is a CIC, a community Definitely. interest company, or if it is being a sole trader and making money out of what you do anyway. But I, I do want to ask you, though, about this connection that you have with Hugh and bringing him on board as hand-knitted pottery to do the sessions in collaboration with you on this funded bid from the Arts Council England. Just thinking through how, as somebody with a disability, how accessing all the many sessions that happen and all of the many workshops, just how many of those won't be available or accessible because of different conditions and lived experiences. And the fact that you, you, you're you making something that is from the ground up through Regeneration Northeast, mm-hmm. completely accessible and like built with disabled people in mind rather than an afterthought. I think it's because two of us are disabled and permanent wheelchair users. So like it's the first thing that we look at anyway. It just becomes a force of habit. Now, every time you go somewhere, you're always looking for access and whatever. So when we come up with ideas of doing the workshops, just from our own personal experience, it's got to be accessible for us, otherwise we can't do it for a start. So that was like the first priority, really, isn't it? Yeah, and Ellen's been absolutely brilliant with her, letting us use her shop as part of the, the sessions. So the accessibility thing was like priority number one for us. And then if, so if we can get in, everybody else can get in. Able-bodied or partially walking with a stick or a cane or whatever, everybody can get into the sessions, there's no problem about it. It's part of Regeneration Northeast, not just about doing this yourselves, but also changing attitudes and changing the way that people work with disabled people in general. Yeah, I think so. Because I say, we've all experienced in some form or other physical or mental disability along the way, or still suffering with physical or mental disability. So we know exactly what it's like. So that's why we me and Will set the thing up, because Will suffers with mental illness and I've got the physical illness thing going on. So we both sort of knew, like, both sides of the disability, how it affects you and what you think like and what you look like, what you react to and all the rest of it. So we thought if we, we know firsthand from experience for us how like, art helped us find a new a new lease of life, if you like, and then take it forward. So I thought if we can pass on our skills we've learnt and show other people who might be struggling at the time with a, a physical disability or mental illness, you know, even though you've got that, you can do. You can still do this, you can still be creative, you can do basically whatever you want to do. The, the only thing that's holding you back to yourself to just grab it with both hands and just go for it sort of attitude. It's true that art, mm-hmm. not just pottery, but oh, art a- in general is so absorbing People just, just lose You just lose yourself there for a few hours. It's just great. And just get something nice at the end. And then you get a nice finished piece at the end or a nice finished drawing or painting or whatever it might be. Do you feel that art is unique in that sense and the, the value it brings as, as a form of therapy? Very expressive, isn't it? Yeah, it's very expressive, yeah. So sometimes if you can't say something, you don't even realise what you... If you're in a... Yes. When I'm in a bad mood... Mm-hmm. I'm feeling really down. I make my best artwork. I don't know how that works. Yep. I don't even know what I'm putting down on the paper, but it comes out. It just out comes out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Done about pottery. It's funny, if I'm if I'm really stressed out or in a bad mood, yeah. I can get on the wheel and it sounds like a cliche. I was always a bit oh, that doesn't really happen. But honestly, after five minutes I'm not stressed anymore because I'm so concentrated I'm so lost yeah. in the thing creative. that I'm doing and centering the clay, it sort of centres me as well. Yeah. I mm-hmm. find that it's quite distracting. So if I've got a lot of pain that day, I'm not concentrating on the pain. I'm try- concentrating on getting the line in the right place or making the shading right. Don't know about you, Gary. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Back to the old university again. Suddenly, university's great. Can't pick it up enough. 
when I was doing my research for my MA thing, that's what I was looking at, the benefits of art therapy. So I don't know if I fill you in the background, I'll give you a quick rundown around. For 30 years, I was a joiner. Then I got a tumour on my spinal cord, which made them made us a paraplegic. So then I didn't know what the hell to do. So my mate Will, he suggested I come along to some of his sessions at the Glass Centre where he was doing his degree at the time. Had to be go with the clear. Thought I quite like a bit of this being creative again. So I just like being creative as I was from when I left school as a journalist, like just transferring your skills using your hands, then to make an art rather than making buildings, fitting kitchens, doing doors or whatever. So I started university and then part of me research I was looking into like the benefits of all of this. And then like it seems funny that like, you see like, a cliche sort of thing. Looking back I realised then how much art changed from when I started uni to where I was when I was doing my MA bit and how much art had like progressed my way of thought and way of dealing with things and my whole disability. And then I based my whole MA, my final show, all around my spinal injury. So I took something, sounds cliche again, negative and turned it into a positive. So like all the bad anger and rage and the frustration and all the rest of it that came with being paraplegic, I used that to make artwork through it. So like you're saying, we're using like your anger and your rage and anything and I can turn this into this and how can you express the way you feel in a piece of glass or in ceramics or in illustrations. I did a bit of a mixture of all sorts. And then the really good thing I was really surprised that was when they had my stuff up in the show in the precinct building, people were coming along and looking at your work and saying, I understand exactly what that's about. And there was one, being a bit cheeky, one woman. I made this big glass piece. It was a, if you want to go and see it, it's in the reception at Middlesbrough Hospital, the James Cook in the spinal unit, because I donated it to them. It's a big glass piece. It's about a metre tall, about 400 mil wide. And it's a, a spine in glass on a big glass slab. And I transformed the vertebra at the bottom. It's a negative where it's actually cut into the, the glass, so it's inverted. Then as it comes out, it becomes a positive. So it's a negative to a positive. It's all clever, you know. And it's in glass, so it's like fragile and delicate, but still strong, like your spine. And then the vertebra, as it transforms up, the, the vertebra transform into birds. So it's simulating escapism and freedom and movement and all that usual arty-farty stuff. And... Uh, He's gone so well there. I've gone so well there. So I'll let myself down. <laughs> <laughs> and here's this one Sounds piece. This, this, you can go and see it in Middlesbrough Hospital. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, this, I've only seen it's photos. It's online. It's very popular. It's online. It's on yeah. your Facebook page and all sorts. Um, so this one woman kept coming back to this one piece in the in the, in the the gallery. And she started like, to well up a bit. I'm thinking, I've just upset with someone. I've upset somebody. So I went up and asked her, are you okay? And she said, oh, just this one piece. It just like draws us back to it. And it turns out her parents died when she was young. She was brought up by her granddad. And her granddad ended up being in a wheelchair and had a spinal injury as well. And this whole thing reminded her of him. And then she says, oh, if you after the show, how cheeky was this? If you're looking for somewhere for this to go, can I have it? Yes, like, of course. Oh, yeah, of course you can. I've already spent like months labouring over this thing. I was giving it away to somebody for free. So I've already donated to the hospital. Thank you very much. And it's going to give that same, hopefully, that same cathartic experience to other people who mm-hmm. have been through it themselves yeah. or have family members who've been through spinal injuries. Yeah, well, that's what I thought because we, I've always kept in contact with the, the James Cook unit. We did, I said before, we did some sessions with them anyway. And the physios and the OTs there, that's absolutely brilliant. And I thought, wait, well, if it gives somebody else a bit of hope, because being in there when you first go in the spine, you're like your whole world's been whipped upside down. You haven't got a clue what the hell's going on. And if somebody can see it and say, "Oh, well, this was made by somebody from here, one of our ex-patients," he took like a negative to a positive, became an artist, did this, uh, did he be here, then did an Emmy and thing and that sort of thing. You think, well, there's nothing stopping you just because you're in a wheelchair. You can't still carry on with your life and still further your education. There's never in a million years I'd have dreamt 
It's 10 years this year since this happened to me. So if I'd have gone back 11 years and I said, oh, in 11 years' time, you'd be doing your own, like running your own company, I'd have thought, no. Doing art, definitely no. And with an Emmy, like, are you real? <laughs> but all these things happen, so you never know it's under your corner, you know what I mean? That's so the power of art. It is, it, it yeah. totally is the power of art. So it just transformed, it gives you a whole new outlook on life, give us a whole new direction, something you'd be creative with. You're still using your hands. I'm not not doing what I did before, I'm still being creative and making other stuff. It just transforms you. So there's definitely benefit in the whole thing, like the four of us here are all living proof of it. It transformed us. So I know with Catherine, it transformed you from yeah. when you were struggling before yeah. with Will the same with his mental illness and what have you before and it just turned your life around. Freebies. One for everybody. Hugh. Whoa, thank you. Catherine. Thank you. And Gary. We're gonna come round for Gary. We're going to tell people what we're Thank getting you. you. I was hoping you might. <laughs> it's a badge, not cakes, but the next best thing, it's an arty party badge. Thank you. I, mean, I was wondering one of them. Have you? <laughs> well, really? Since I was in the chipper club back in the day. <laughs> Better than Blue Peter, isn't it? <laughs> Your Generation North East tour with us. Partners in the studio today are Gary Nicholson, Catherine Barnett and Hugh Penny talking about the, the new clay workshops which you're offering to people who, are, is it mental and physical disabilities? All or? kinds yeah, yeah. of disabilities. All kinds. Yeah, invisible and, and visible. Well, there's, there's lots of things going on. You can mm-hmm. we, It's the same old, same old. You can come along and meet new people. You might find somebody that's going through the same set of circumstances that you are experiencing now. So there's, there is a big therapy part of making things, being creative. There's a community thing as well, like just yeah. being in, in the room with like-minded people, just being creative. You can Absolutely. Like, you can let off steam and have a rant with each other or just be creative with each other and use your expression through your work. I think when people are included, they feel valued and that's an important part of this project. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a social aspect to any definitely. group oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when we did the practice session a couple of weeks ago, I think they drank a lot of tea. They made a few pots, didn't they? But most mm-hmm. of it, there was a lot of hot air going on, wasn't there? There was some um, gas But it was all good. Them. My workshop runs good. on tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were doing some workshops before I even joined Regeneration Northeast. Yeah, we did some workshops with a spinal unit at Middlesbrough. We did some workshops with the art studio, which is now closed down, unfortunately. Yes, we've mentioned them a few times on the show. And yeah. What happened to... Because I don't know the full ins and outs of I don't know the, the exact implications of what went up. As far as I know, it was like lack of funding, and they couldn't get any more. They had lottery funding, and then they said no, and the NHS said no, and the council said no, so it sort of gradually wound down. Mm-hmm. But what we've tried to do, the members there, because I was like quite friendly, I went there myself. That's how I started before I started university going there. So we're trying to keep the members together so we got them to meet up at least once a week at the minute with us so we can sort of carry on keeping people together in the same like community, the same like-minded thing. We've got a couple of projects with the Minster in Sunderland and we're doing some artwork for them for a display in February and one oh. end of next month. Yeah, they're doing some festival of the... Festival of the Angels, Angels or something yeah. coming up. So members have been making... So we'll be making various pictures and yeah. images or whatever of the Angels. Just to say how fantastic it is that someone has taken up that 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 unserved audience now that was left over from the closing mm-hmm. of, of Cause the I know, like, art studio. It gave a lot to me because I used to, even though when I started university, I still went there when university was off in the summer or at least I would still go back there like just to keep me hard in and keep 
friendly with the members and what have you. I'm so thrilled that you're still bringing the members together once a week. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Thank you very much. Pleasure very much. I should say that because we're non-profit, we do have some obligation to, to do Yeah, things. we're struggling. If anybody knows anywhere, we can get somewhere for free. That would yeah. be very nice. We do not take a fee for the classes because yeah, we think it's just that doing important. It. Mm. Yeah. Just out of the art. We get paid for the other things, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I guess with every artist and creative, you'll have projects that you're working on, but then also your bread and butter projects, the ones that bring in the... They sustain us. <laughs> The sustain you. That's why it's called bread and butter, because it sustains you. Yeah. Ah, but it's not fancy and it doesn't taste that good. Well, it no. tastes great, doesn't it? <laughs> Toast. Mm. Mm. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but these classes, so, I mean, I know that there's a lot of different programs that you offer. And for more information about all of it, do you have a site or a Facebook group? Or Yes. If you want to book up for the clear workshops, I think the ones, the first six are fully booked now. Wow. Just about. There's four rounds of workshops with six workshops in each one. And you've already booked the first They've round. The first one. Well, look, it would well be done. good to have a couple in reserve just in case mm-hmm. we have any last minute cancellations. But, you know, contact us, go to the Facebook page, have a look for Regeneration Northeast. We're there. And uh, if anybody's interested, then who knows, we might be able to, to get you in for a couple of sessions here and there, depending on cancellations. Because this is a thing with disabled people, they tend to get a bit more poorly at times don't yeah it's a bit hitty missy yeah but i think because of the demand as well we're, we're trying to organize as well some extra classes which we haven't got funded for but we would like sort of run them on a pay-as-you-go sort of thing so the more people turn up the classes will work out cheaper well i know there's free dates in um, ellen's workshop again at essential crafts at washington we've potentially got them penciled in for a few workshops there but we're going to get some figures on feedback on them to see how many people turn up to run yeah. them. That's for non-disabled That's people. For, like, just yeah. for anybody in general, yeah. just come along and have a bash if you want to have a go. The very fact that you've got a new six-week course starting on Wednesday and it's completely sold out shows yeah. that there's well, clearly not sold, some demand. Well, free. You can come along for nothing and make the pot. Oh, sorry, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Arts Council yeah. England pay for it, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> you only have to pay your bus fare or whatever to get there, don't you? Yeah. But clearly there's a, there's a demand for it then. Amazing. So for more information about that, if you want to take part in these, absolutely free, as as Catherine says, then head to Regeneration Northeast on Facebook. Facebook, that's the best place, yeah. There's a link on there to follow, to to sign up, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There's a ceramic workshop post on there and just follow the link. And then, of course, there's this partnership bringing on board um, hand-knitted pottery with with Hugh Hugh Penny here. How can people find out about you and your wider work and your studio as well? Well, I also have a Facebook page, which is hand-knitted pottery. But I have a website where people can have a look and see what lessons I do or get in touch. And that's www.handknittedpottery, all one word, .co.uk. That's handknittedpottery.co.uk. I think it's a fantastic name. It does confuse people sometimes. Yeah. I can see people standing in front of my banner going, How? And, I can, and I know what the question's going to be. How do you knit pottery? <laughs> Well, well, can I just say that the next yeah. round of workshops starts on the 23rd of October? Oh, thank you. 23rd of 23rd October. 23rd of October, so yeah. So get yourself on Regeneration Northeast uh, Facebook page if you're get interested in finding out more. Yeah. Can we talk about the process of forming a, in your case, for instance, you, Gary and Catherine, a, a community interest company, mm-hmm. and in Hugh's case, a sole tradership and a hand-knitted... Can we talk about the process of, of starting up with that? Are there any challenges that you could give insight on that someone else might face? I think it's difficult when you don't know the marketplace. If you, I think we were talking about this a little while ago, 
both Gary, me and Will. But when you're at university and you're coming up to your final degree, sure, oh, yes. you've got that moment when you think, oh my goodness, what do I this do is next? Ending. Yeah. No, what? Because you're kind of comfortable mm-hmm. and you're, you're very self assured when you're at university, but it's a whole different thing when you're in the big wide world. Yeah. And I know you went to the en- enterprise place, didn't mm-hmm. you? So that, that, that was helpful. Definitely. You see, when you come to the end of your term, you think you get all excited because your degree's showing you panic and there's all that stress and everything. Then you sort of have that minute of like, this is ending. Now what do I do after this? You've got various options, I suppose, depending on what you want to do. I know like when I come to the end of my BA, I was thinking about doing my PGC, like going into teaching type thing. So I, was, I still had the idea of this, like teaching, passing on like my experience of skills where I'd learned at uni in art and passing on like to like an adult audience. I didn't want to teach kids. No way. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I'm with you there. I told you the idea of like doing the, the teacher training bit. Mm-hmm. There was a long-winded, awful long-winded interview technique thing to learn and an essay to write and all the rest of it. And then I phoned, or spoke to Manny Ling, or emailed Manny Ling about doing the MA. And he said, oh, just go online, fill in your name, and that's it, you're on. I thought, it's a no-brainer then, MA it is. So I went down that route, so it sort of gave us another year to ponder what I was going to do. And then when I was doing my research into all of that, Manny and a few other the lecturers, Keith Nevins as well, suggested you could do this as a business when this finishes, mm. like doing the art therapy bit with the disabled background and then the insight into the whole world. It's obviously like first-hand experience and how it's affected you. So that's how it sort of came about. And that's when I phoned Will about teaming up, see if he wanted to come on board. I wasn't going to do this by myself because I haven't got a clue what to do. I need somebody to guide us. So I thought, like, two of us might have a bit of an idea. We'll bluff it for a bit. So that's when we joined up with Laura and Pippa in the Business Enterprise Centre and they gave us some guidance about the HSE company and how to set up and then apply for loans and what have you. And we were still a bit like ships lost at sea drifting out there with no, really, no sort of direction of where we're going. And that's so why we dragged Catherine on board because she knew what the hell she was doing. Wasn't exactly it's, kicking and screaming though, was well, it? Well, I wasn't like you. <laughs> you were like, ah, go on, I'm doing nothing else. So that's sort of about what happened. But again, as we were talking about earlier on Baldaji Party, we're talking about the, the, the strength of collaborations here, whether mm-hmm. that is the support that you had from the enterprise place as being a student or graduate of the University yeah. of Sunderland, or whether that's the other people that you met on board your course, whether students or staff members, and the way that those connections formed. Although, of course, this is one path. Not, it's not the only path. But I'm really pleased that going through the process of the, the education and, and taking an MA at the university worked out for you this well in terms oh, yeah. of forming the company. Totally. I, I think one of the things that, you know, people get a bit daunted by the fact that they they graduate from university and they don't walk into a job as an artist, as an illustrator, as a ceramicist. And uh, it can be quite disheartening, I think, when you think that nobody loves you, nobody wants you, nobody wants to pay you for what you do. Mm-hmm. Especially when but that's been the focus of your exactly. training for those years. But then when you, you know, do whatever you have to do to put your bread on the table, to pay the lecky bill, whatever that might be, you're not going to lose your love of art, but keep doing it. And at some stage it will come good. It might be that you just happen to cross paths in the small world with somebody you knew previously and it'll all, it'll all take off. But don't lose hope about it. Yes, I mean, some people end up working full-time and fitting their art around that, and some people manage to go part-time eventually and then eventually maybe try to make a living just from the art. But it's it's definitely not easy, and the thing is to to keep going at it, make contacts, keep contacts, because you never know when, you know, you you might think, oh, yes, I know who could do this Mm -hmm. in collaboration. Well, mm-hmm. if, you've, if you've ever been to the artworks you 
networking and support meetings, you get a lot of local artists there. And especially the last session that we were at, there was a lot of support going on. I mean, there was a bit of mourning going on as well, but it's great when you're having a bit of a downer. That's the kind of space you want to be in because there's lots of positive people with lots of experience behind them that'll give you that pick-me-up that you need. And they'll, they'll, t- they'll talk to you honestly. That's what you need. You don't need yeah. the feel-good, happy stories that you get in the magazines and everything. You want to know where people have really come from and what they're doing now. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to thank all three of you so much for joining me on board today's arty party. Very nice to be here. A pleasure. Thank you so much, Hugh. And then also to our two members of uh, Regeneration Northeast, a disability-led group that have got a new series of workshops from Arts Council England for clay workshops and partnership with Hugh. So thank you for joining us, Catherine. And essential crafts. And essential crafts. This is essential. Yeah, it is essential. essential. That's your venue. That's (laughs) really essential. That's really essential. As by name. Also, just before we finish, our next celebration event, which is another free event that I'd love if you could come on board with, is happening on Friday the 20th of September at Mackey's Corner. In partnership with Sunderland Culture, it is about celebrating the whole year so far that that Mackey's Corner has been in Sunderland City Centre, used um, as an exhibition space by various groups of artists and creatives and really the the whole legacy of work that's been on display over the past year uh, that is a free event that's coming up on the evening of Friday the 20th uh, of September next month so uh, again please head to artyparty.com if you're interested in getting a ticket for that that's arty with a y party with an i dot com so once again thank you so much everyone in the studio today to Catherine Barnett thank you Jay Gary Nicholson. Thank you very much. And Hugh Penny. Thank you, Jay. Arty Party is made possible thanks to funding and support from the Arts Council England and the National Lottery Heritage Fund through the Unlock Strand of Sunderland Culture's Great Place Scheme. <laughs> <laughs>